Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6 this morning for a message titled, The Dozen. I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you're just super stressed out, things are going on in your life, maybe you have a child who's in the other room sick, or maybe you're at their bedside and they're sick and you're out up just praying, you don't know if they're going to make it through the night. Or a loved one who's going through something horrible, or a child who's maybe they're, you just can't sleep because you know your child's off doing something that they shouldn't be doing, your adult child is, is off the rails somewhere, and your heart is burdened. And so you're seeking God with all of your heart and drawing near to God because you need to have some answers. So sometimes it becomes necessary to pray all night. A good example of this is John Hyde. He was a missionary to India in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And John, of course, studied at Theological Seminary, and he was going to be the best missionary he possibly could be, so he got the best marks and, and did the best he could in seminary and prepared himself for the mission field, learning the language as well as he could, and then headed off to India. And as he's on the ship to India, he got a letter from his friend, which was very insulting. The letter said, John, I'm praying for you on your mission trip, and I'm praying that God fills you with the Holy Spirit. And he was like, What? You think I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit? And he was so angry, he wadded up the letter and he threw it in the garbage. I'm a Christian, of course I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, was his answer. And he went out on the bow of the ship and he looked over the ocean and he was just so irritated that he would assume or that he would imply that he's not filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the Spirit began to speak to him and he thought to himself, well, actually maybe I'm not. Maybe I do lack and so he humbled himself before the Lord and he went back to his quarters and he got on his knees next to his bed and he says, God, if I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to be. Please fill me with your Spirit. And he received a baptism of the Holy Spirit that changed his life. And going to India, he began to pray for the church and trying to evangelize. And he thought that his evangelistic efforts were not doing well because he didn't know the language super well. And he was having a hard time learning it because he had a hearing problem. But as he prayed and as he spent more time in prayer, just burdened for the church, the Lord spoke to him in his prayer time and said, the reason that people are not coming into the kingdom, the reason that you're not seeing conversions is because the church that they're coming into, the, the church that you guys are working with, isn't living any different than the rest of the world around them. They haven't really repented. They haven't really been converted. They're, they're just carnal. They're carnal Christians. And that burdened his heart for the church. So he began to pray for revival in the church. And it was at that time in 1899 that he started an all-night prayer thing where he would pray many times all night long. And he started other guys praying with him. And they were coordinating in prayer to pray for the revival within the church. And they were praying specifically that God would bring a convert a day for the next year. And by the end of the year, they had 400 converts. 
And as John continued to pray, he noticed that his efforts in prayer were more fruitful than any time he spent actually doing the evangelistic work or whatever else he was doing. So he'd spend more and more time in prayer. He spent so much time in prayer, he lost so much sleep that it actually ended up killing him. And they have a, they have a book, a biography about him called Praying Hide, but his heart actually moved to the other side of his chest because he'd sat on his knees and stayed up you know, didn't give his time, his body time to rest. He saw the fruit. And as he prayed, it got to the point where he was seeing four people a day converted into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. In his lifetime, in his short period in the mission field, he died in his, his late forties, but in his short time in the mission field, he saw thousands of people come to Jesus Christ through prayer efforts alone. I think that we don't understand our need for prayer. Not only to, to see God change things, but also to help us against spiritual attack. Because we're not just, you know, in a battle. We are in a war zone, guys. And the enemy wants nothing more than to destroy you, to destroy this church, to destroy everything around us. And he will use even Christians to do that. And we are susceptible to his suggestions, to his fiery darts, if we don't have the shield of faith, if we don't put on the Lord Jesus Christ, if we're not bathed in prayer. You know, I, I think sometimes it's it's difficult to pray. I don't know if you've ever been in those seasons where it's difficult to pray. And, and I'm just one of those people who prays all the time. You know, it just it's one of those, I have a conversation with the Lord all the time. I'm doing something, I'm talking to the Lord about it. You know, I'm just, I just kind of have that open dialogue all day long. But there are other times when it's more important for me to get on my knees because I have to do business. It's like I'm in the boardroom, right? I'm on my knees. I'm doing business with the Lord. I'm before the throne. And, and sometimes it's so intense. I can't even focus on that. Like I, there's just too much going on, too many, too much warfare. And, and so you center yourself on something. I have to find something to guide me through. And I, I wrote about it in the newsletter. You'll see it in the newsletter that you'll get in the mail if you're on our, our list. But And I'll, I'll walk you through it there. But, but I, I learned that I can go through the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, may your name be holy, and, and just go through it step by step. And it really covers every base that I need to cover when it comes to prayer. And I can pray through each of those items in relation to myself and to the church and to everything else. And God really really uses that to help us to center ourselves. And so if we're having trouble pr- even praying, now, anybody ever have trouble praying? Like you praying the next minute, you're just somewhere else. You know, I praise God for the, you know, the weird churches I went to as a kid, because every Sunday we'd stand up and our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We'd say that out like a chant or something like that. And so it's in my head. So it's real easy, but you can print it out and just go through it and just center yourself in the things that Jesus said. This is how you're to pray. And just to, to cover all those bases. But we have to realize, and I think that this is really what it comes down to, that we are not greater than Jesus. And if he needed to pray, we need to pray. We need to pray. Even more. Verse 13, it says, And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Now, this is a little bit problematic, because... Apostles means one who is commissioned and sent, right? And so we know that there are 12 apostles, right? You know, you read your Bible and, and you know, you, you hear about that and you maybe hear somebody take on the title of apostle and that's bothersome to people. However, when you read through the New Testament, Jesus is called an apostle. 
Barnabas is called an apostle. Silas is called an apostle. Timothy is called an apostle. Titus is called an apostle. And many of the people in the New Testament are called apostles. And that's, that's problematic because then we go to the book of Revelation where we see that there's the New Jerusalem and there's 12 foundations in that New Jerusalem. And on the foundations are what? Anybody? Yeah, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Who's the Lamb? Jesus. Okay, so if we have these 12 foundations with the 12 apostles of the Lamb, then what are these other apostles? Well, let's just separate it this way to make it easy for you. Let's call them apostles and b apostles. Okay, you have the apostles, the, the apostles who are the apostles of Jesus Christ, meaning that they were sent and commissioned by Jesus himself. Jesus stood in front of them and said, I am sending you, and he sent these 12 guys. Judas was one of them. But later, you see them pick a new guy, Matthias. They cast lots and pick him. Was he commissioned by Jesus Christ? You know, I don't doubt that he had a ministry. But there was a guy who was specifically commissioned by Jesus Christ. You remember that? Road to Damascus, knocks Paul to his his to the ground and he says i am sending you to the gentiles to kings to you know the lost sheep of the children of israel so paul is commissioned by jesus christ and so jesus or excuse me paul calls himself an apostle of jesus christ and so that in my opinion i think paul is that 12th apostle that took the place of judas others would argue it doesn't matter but at the end of the day the other people who are, are apostles are sent out not by Jesus himself, but remember Acts chapter 13. They're all sitting there waiting on the Lord, ministering to the Lord, fasting and praying. And the Holy Spirit speaks to them while they're fasting and praying and says, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've chosen for them. And so the church sends out Barnabas and Paul or Saul on their missionary journeys. And so they, in a sense, are apostles of the church, or maybe more accurately, apostles of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so there's a difference between an apostle, somebody sent out by the church, somebody sent out to plant churches and to reach an unreached region, and somebody who's sent out specifically by Jesus Christ. And so, you know, that's kind of how you solve that quandary. But Mark tells us this. In Mark chapter 3, verse 13 through 15, He's talking about the same event. It says, He went up on the mountain and called to him those who he himself wanted. And they came to him, and he appointed twelve that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have power to heal sicknesses, and to cast out demons. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.